All right, so I'm thinking of a number between 1 and 10. I want you to pick one. You got it? How many picked lucky seven? Raise your hand. Sorry, that wasn't it. <laughs> Not so lucky. How many picked nine? Oh, that was the number. You don't win a prize, sorry. You had a one in 10 chance of picking the right number. One in 10. Some would say, those are pretty good odds, and others would say, ah, as you all found out, except six of you. What would you think would be the odds if 10 people were cured of a devastating disease? Who among us would think that only one out of the 10 would come back to thank Jesus? for freeing them from a devastating, life-altering disease. As lepers, they were not allowed to be part of the community. They're shouting at Jesus to heal them because they can't even come close to someone. They would have to, by, by Mosaic law, by Jewish law, say that they were unclean, unclean, and could not approach someone who was not a leper. And there they are. And Jesus says, simply go and show yourselves to the priests, which was part of the prescription to be declared clean. They would have to go back to the priest, and the priest would look and say, yes, you have been healed. You may now rejoin the community. All ten must have rejoiced as they realized, as they walked along the way back to the temple, that something remarkable had happened. But only one made the decision to turn around and go back, the Samaritan. And the Samaritan would have been the least of the ten that one would expect to go back to Jesus. The Samaritans, as Jesus says, is the foreigner, the one that wasn't part of the, the Jewish community itself. Not only was he a leper excluded, but as a Samaritan, he would not even have been welcomed into the temple in Jerusalem. But he's the one who turns around and goes back and falls at the feet of Jesus to glorify God. And Jesus' response to him is, your faith has saved you. Go. In our first reading from the second book of Kings, we hear of another leper, Naaman, who was a great commander of the, of the king of Aram, the Arameans. And he goes to Elisha. And Elisha says, go into the Jordan River and wash yourself seven times and come out. And at first he didn't want to go, but his assistants finally talk him into it. And he goes and we hear that he comes out and his skin is just like a newborn baby's. And he comes back to Elisha and wants to shower Elisha with gifts of gratitude. And Elisha says, no, it's not me. It's the God, the one true God of Israel who has healed you. And Naaman says, well, then let me take two loads of, of earth, two mule loads of earth back to, my, to back to my homeland so that I may offer sacrifice on the earth from the people of Israel. Two lepers are healed, and two make a life-changing decision that they ascribe to this God 
who has given them new life, and their lives are changed by that. We don't know what happens to the other nine. Were the other nine grateful, perhaps? Perhaps they ran back to their homes to, to announce that they were now part of the community again. Perhaps they went back and opened their shops and began their businesses again. We don't know what happens. But we know that two that we hear in our readings today are touched by God, and in so doing, their lives are changed. Those events happen in our own lives, don't they? Perhaps not, not something as dramatic as a healing of leprosy, but those moments come into our lives where we go, wow, something has happened to me. And I can only ascribe it to the hand of God in my life. Something has moved me along or something has healed me. Something has restored me to relationship or established a new one with God that will change my life forever. The Samaritan's life has changed, and Jesus acknowledges it. The commander, Naaman's life has changed, and Elisha the prophet, in the name of God, acknowledges it. Do we acknowledge the faith in our life that continues to move and to grow because of what God is doing in our own lives? Or do we fail to make that connection? St. Augustine speaks of faith and he says, seek not, to un seek not to understand to believe, but rather to believe to understand. Sometimes we come to trying to figure everything out in our minds. Well, I don't understand how this is happening in my life or why this is happening. The leper simply believes and comes back to Jesus and allows God's grace to pour into him and to move him onto a new path. Augustine captures that reality in our own life that sometimes we try to understand everything before we're willing to make that leap of faith. When Augustine says true faith is believing first and that belief in who God is and who Jesus is enables us to understand much about our lives, much about our own healing that can take place and our healing that can take place in the lives of others, much about what forgiveness truly means once we believe in a God who is filled with mercy, once we believe in a God who is filled with compassion, then we can understand this Jesus who calls us to live our lives in a very different way. You had a one in 10 chance of picking the number that I picked, but hopefully the odds are much greater in all of us gathering here to be thankful to God in such a way that as we receive this Eucharist, our lives might be changed. In fact, the word that's used in the gospel today for giving thanks on the part of the Samaritan is Eucharistin, which is the word Eucharist, the Greek word for thanks. That is what we do. When we come back, we are the healed lepers. We are the ones who have been healed by God, touched by God in such a way that it brings us back to come to the feet of Christ and say, Lord, where would we be without you? Continue to heal us, continue to nourish us, and make us whole and one with you.